Hello and welcome to YHTV's Trinity of Life. This is episode 73. I'm Christina Suzuma, your host for this program. Thank you so much for joining me as I continue to explore the wonderful world of healing arts, meditation, therapies, and the many modalities of helping each of us find balance in our individual journeys. We're excited to meet those who are on the leading edge of creating change on this planet. Today, we will be speaking about pain relief through Pilates and acupuncture. That's quite a combination. Now, at any time during this live presentation, you can feel free to ask a question or make a comment by scrolling down on your screen and typing it into the comment box. Or if you prefer to dial into our conference line, the number is 323-476-3997 and the ID is 607-393-POUND. If that went by a little too fast, not to worry. It will show up on the screen during this presentation. I am very, very delighted to have with us our special guest today, who is part of the Yoga Hub family. She has been a part of the Yoga Hub's Virtual World Yoga and Meditation Conference since 2010. An acupuncturist that has ventured into the world of Pilates and now connecting the two therapies creating individuals, creating balance for individuals internally and physically. I am so happy to welcome Ms. Beverly Driver. Hello, Hello. Beverly. Hi, Christina. Thank you. Yoga see. <laughs> yeah, great to be with you. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think we've ever interviewed you away from your presentations during our conference. So we thought it's about time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can we, we okay. gotta pull you out of the woodwork, you know. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so Beverly, wow, you're you're really have embarked on on quite a interesting journey here. Um mm-hmm. doing what you're doing. Uh before we get into it though, can you share with our audience um your background? Because most people who've learned uh, or heard your presentations it's of mm-hmm. course through the conference itself yes. so many of the pu- much of the public will not know who you are and mm-hmm. what that's all about so oh, well. yes <laughs> <laughs> i actually am in southern california san diego area and our practice combines uh, pilates it is fully fully equipped pilates studio uh we have massage treatment rooms available. So it's kind of an integrative practice from that perspective Mm. of the alternatives. And um, beginning with acupuncture back in 1990, I started uh, studying the the history and the the basics of uh, the Chinese way of healing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, through an internship and and working in in that area of life, it, it kind of helped to re-establish my own body's harmony mm-hmm. and ability to combat and heal itself with cancer mm-hmm. as, as a um, precursor. So you get really focused when that kind of uh, illness is going on. <laughs> well, it's and, quite an impact. I mean, yeah, it's right. like, is now what did you do before this, though? Graphic arts, studio arts, and... Um, just administrative work, all, you know, several mm-hmm. different things. I, I've never really been uh, pigeonholed as a 
artist, a acupuncturist, a Pilates instructor. Anything. <laughs> I always tend to overlap things. But, <laughs> evolving. That's life. wonderful. How wonderful. Yeah. And so, so through cancer, now, wasn't it uh, acupuncture that really helped you through that stage in your life? It was. I would actually leave uh, the chemo because I incorporated the two uh, processes then. And, and as well, I was not into a holistic lifestyle at that time mm. when I got that diagnosis. So um, just like I said, got really focused, found out what other um, types of healing modalities I could incorporate in the Western uh, modality. So it, it became something that was, you know, like all encompassing um, from several aspects. I do herbs and uh, basically I collected from various um, herbal fresh herbs uh, and made a concoction using calendula leaf or marigold, it's commonly known as, mm. um, stinging nettle and um, some some other, two or three others, depending on what symptoms I was exhibiting mm-hmm. from the chemo. Wow. And, yeah. And so I'd get a chemo session on a Friday afternoon, leave there, go directly uh, for acupuncture, and go home, have a light dinner, usually a salad or or something that didn't irritate my mouth too much because it becomes very tender mm-hmm. with the chemo drugs that I was taking. And um, kind of relax, pass out for the rest of that day and wake up Saturday like nothing had happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the immediate effect of the acupuncture after the chemo session, I think, is what was able to allow me to, to bounce back within hours. And I started a new job at the time. Wow. Out the chemo. Yeah. So it, it was um, probably a, at that time, an unusual reaction and, and way of life. But I think more and more people are, are uh, beginning to incorporate that. In fact, there's a clinic, um, located well there there are several satellite clinics throughout the nation now um and it it actually incorporates a lot of modalities along with the chemotherapy so it's common it's common practice now it's all integrative now yeah yeah that's Mm -hmm. uh or as dr glenn woman would say on our other show combinatorial medicine combining (laughs) everything that you need to rebalance that's true Mm -hmm. how wonderful yes i mean back in uh so that was in the the 90s you're saying that was in 1990 yes wow and and so because of this that's what compelled you to start acupuncture yes yes so i'm like okay this worked for me it probably will work for other people so oh, wonderful so oh, wonderful. yeah yeah so and since then my uh, the focus of my practice has been become more neurological and muscular skeletal disorders so pain in general mm-hmm. any kind yeah mm-hmm. it's the bulk of my practice so that, so, um, so what compelled you to start Pilates? <laughs> that was the, the link between the two was, uh, when I was working with patients who either had, uh, were recovering from stroke or some other surgeries or some other, um, incapacitating, uh, disorder that, that actually interfered with their day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. And being able to accomplish motor skills, 
Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the Pilates was actually a way to help people strengthen and get their limbs and, and bodies working again uh, and finding routes or rerouting what the body anatomically is designed to do to um, be able to implement that success with movement, although they had restrictions now mm-hmm. from surgeries or or whatever their condition was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to be able to to find rerouting and, and incorporate that in the neurological circuit of the, their uh, nervous systems mm-hmm. to, to complete these acts of motion. Right, right. But, I mean, you, you went into Pilates was um, when you chose to be an instructor. Mm-hmm. Was that because you wanted, you had found that it was very supportive for yourself? Yeah, I experienced it back in 1990 as well. Um, the first Pilates studio that I knew of in San Diego um, had recently opened, and I was having problems with the arm on the side of the mastectomy, uh, having the range of motion uh, to build back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was making little crawls along the shower wall with that arm, creeping it up higher and higher. But, right. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of muscle that they've yeah, removed. Right, right. Yeah. So, but in addition, there was a um, uh, a condition known as edema, where the arm swells because the lint nodes had been removed as well. So the oh. yeah yeah. So it was not able to process waste and move fluid mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. fingertips and, and get rid of it through the lymph system. So with the arm swelling and the restricted motion, and you know, I thought I'd try Pilates. I don't know what I expected of it at that time right? Uh, in, in regards to that, but it did make a shift within um, my range of motion and within the way that my lymph system worked. It increased the, the pumping action somehow. It mm-hmm. rerouted and was I was able to get the the arm and hand back into a normal mode. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. A magnificent. That was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so okay, so you just to reiterate, you began you went into acupuncture, the field mm-hmm. of acupuncture because the acupuncture and herbology assisted you during your uh imbalance with cancer. Right, right. So and in the recovery process as well, yeah. Right. And yeah. then you went into Pilates because you wanted to find if something could help your range of motion because and of the surgery from the cancer. That's that's correct um, in, in kind of the broadest terms. Of what I did was one summer I did Pilates uh, for a while. It was new. I just wanted to try it. The surprise mm-hmm. result was that my arm and range of motion returned. Uh, I was also at that time already registered to begin the program in acupuncture. So oh. when that started in, in September, um, you know, I, I had had 10 sessions of Pilates and it's like, okay, well, see you later. I've got something else I've got to go do now. Right. So I'll look for you when my acupuncture program's over in three years. <laughs> right, you know? right. Yeah, yeah. So it was some time. I didn't return to Pilates until 2005. Wow, oh, amazing. And, yeah, and that's when I began to see how it would benefit people structurally right. and support, yeah, and support them. 
Yeah. So again, after uh, working with a couple of people who were recovering from strokes and having um, limited motion with their arms or legs, um, I thought, okay, this would be a great crossover. Mm -hmm. And and really, it it kind of gives people um, the foundation and some tools to use on their own Mm -hmm. when you're working with them that they can can keep uh, practicing at home like homework right yeah and it continues to strengthen the strength it's not just when they're in front of me working on the machines right 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 that is so fascinating how you've kind of uh, come to morph the two the two modalities together Mm-hmm. to help individuals and yourself. I mean, right. really, the two modalities that really have benefited you. Um, right. <laughs> so, so, you know, the, the background of acupuncture, as we know, goes back hundreds and hundreds of years, you know, just centuries, and yes. in many other cultures as well. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as Pilates is concerned, that's actually, it, um, isn't it Joe Pilates that actually formed it first, right? He, it was his... His well, therapy, and Thank wasn't you. it? Wasn't it? Um, didn't wasn't it originally adapted for dancers and then fighter pilots? Um, I'm not sure I heard that last word, but actually, he developed it um, uh, to rehabilitate soldiers during World War One. So it was soldiers first. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It was for injury rehabilitation. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, as he moved about the world, uh, living in both England and uh, Germany uh, shortly thereafter, and then he immigrated to the States, and he was living in New York. So that's where a lot of theater was happening at the time. Right. Um, it's basically centered there, and he began to uh, just do his work and mm-hmm. dancers seemed to gravitate toward it. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and in that manner, you know, it became the dancers exercise or routine. Right. Know? Right. Yeah, well, because of their, think of. yeah, their knee injuries and their, mm-hmm. if, I mean, if you break your ankle, yeah, right. You're uh, out. You're, you're out. <laughs> and right. in those days, it wasn't as simple to find a new job like now. <laughs> yeah, right. So he actually took it beyond the rehabilitation uh, program while working with dancers, and that's mm. where you know you begin to see that elongated muscle look. So as a daily uh, warm up and routine and just being able to keep their bodies in shape to meet the demands of dancing. There was also the benefit of it being a a workout that supported and, and really helped them to be able to strengthen themselves for their careers, for their dancing. Mm. So yeah, it it just became a daily part of life and and their dance careers Mm -hmm. as actually performing. Oh, that's magnificent. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's the only way I had known. It was either, it was, uh, I was also told it was, he had the therapy for fighter pilots because in those days, mm-hmm. they had to sit so long in the aircraft to get from point A to point B that uh, okay. the yeah. pilots would get cramps. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so those very, very isolated movements mm-hmm. would keep their bodies having the motion 
Right, right. And with the, the number of hours that you have to put in as a pilot and being in that position for much of the time, you're going to uh, have muscle imbalances develop. Right. So, yeah, yeah. This kind of restructures the body that way. And when a muscle imbalance happens, uh, say, on the front side of the thigh, mm-hmm. it injured or just not used from sitting in that position for so many hours, then the back or opposite side usually is the first to try to compensate and become dominant. So now in other activities um, or even just climbing into a plane, if we want to use the pilot example further, right. um, you know, you, you, there might be some aggravation, some pain or something involved with the movement because of lifting that leg up. If the front side is weak or injured, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. now it's not going to be a supportive. So to be able to balance the front and back again, right. Is one just general, very general approach you use in rehabilitation. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I tell you, I know Pilates has been around for quite a while. So has yoga. And I know some people who've implemented the two and integrated the two of those together as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I think is a fabulous combination. Yeah, <laughs> well. very successful. Right. Thanks, but I thanks. think the Pilates, because it, it came from that um, therapeutic rehabilitation uh, foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's why uh, many people who do have certain injuries, I say, you know, instead of yoga, go for the Pilates. If, mm-hmm. of course, you have a Pilates instructor who is well-versed with the original foundations, you know, mm-hmm. of, of those, of working on those areas, of course. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and also, just like anything, and, and the way that uh, Joseph Pilates meant it to be, is it's an evolving science. So it's really based on the body's anatomical uh, operation as it's meant to be, as it's designed to be. Right, right. So as it's evolved over time, you know, different practitioners who are have careers that have um, generally always been involved in athletics of some sort or trainers uh, of um, exercise programs and routines find that subtly integrating the traditional foundation mm-hmm. with 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 things that they find work in their own practice of it it has evolved beyond the 700 plus exercises that joseph pilates originally originally oh, gosh yeah so <laughs> yeah it's a it's a very dynamic you know form of of rehab as well as just day-to-day maintenance maintenance yeah so so now that we, we have an understanding of the two backgrounds, of the two modalities, um, you have now, uh, with your clients, have begun to combine the two. Now, now, what, I mean, we all know that as, as we have ailments and imbalance, we hear over and over again, especially with all our doctors that we interview on Magical Medical Tour, you know, how it's not just about the internal aspects. It's not just about the physical aspect. You know, if someone has some injury with you know, a broken arm or a leg, it's not just about, you know, the physical aspects of therapy, but also 
the diet that people are eating, you know, the, the, the state of mind and the state of being on, you know, it's going to affect the healing process. Mm-hmm. So right now you've combined, oh, I, I almost want to say the in, internal aspects through the acupuncture and, you know, the nervous system, um, with now the physical side of rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Um, can, can you tell us, I mean, how and and how you you came to bring the two together? Yeah, it was actually for, uh, as a result of a patient that I was using uh, acupuncture techniques uh, with for uh, stroke re- rehabilitation. Mm. Um, she, she had, uh, no use of her arm on one side and was walking, uh, actually the first few sessions I did with her, she was bedridden at home and I did house calls. So, uh, it got to the point where she was able to generate, um, some, some strength and movement slowly and over time, uh, with the use of a, actually started coming into the office. So, um, we, we worked with it a a few months longer and it is amazing that, well, she didn't stop using the walker move, progressed to a cane Mm. and, uh, was able to use her arm again, arm and hand again. Mm. So those, those are the types of things that are very inspiring and have always been with, with, acupuncture for me and, and, you know, thousands of other people across the world when when we see the body able to really internalize what we're doing on the outside. Um, and, and yeah, and, and able to transform that energy to become what the body needs. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So, so this, this individual, this client of yours, you started with the acupuncture first Mm -hmm. Yes, and then you, and, and did you implement certain, um, because Pilates is not, everyone thinks of Pilates and goes, oh, well, I can't do that at home because I don't have that machine. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and I go, mm-hmm. well, there's another form, which is really like, like, I call it a little yoga-ish because, you know, you can be on a mat and you have those, um, Correct. <clears throat> those bands right, that right. you're working with as well. Right. Um, <laughs> And that is basically the foundation uh, movements that you are first initially introduced to in Pilates um, is going to be the mat work. Mm. And actually, from a from a um, trainer's point of view or an instructor's point of view, the goal, even after using the machines, um, is to be able to maintain that body um, structure and perform those movements without machines. Hmm. So the strength and, and, and real mastering of the technique more involves for me more the proficiency and efficiency that you're able to achieve doing the mat work first. I see. Yeah. So oh, that's we, interesting. We can work with the mats or on the floor or in your, you know, uh, and uh, see a lot of progress that people can achieve, you know, with, with their injury recovery hmm. that way. Yeah. Yeah. So working with her is what set the whole idea up with that client that had the um, rehabilitation from her stroke. 
Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. And, I mean, is this part of the reason why you moved your practice into the Pilates studio? Absolutely. Yes, that's the sole reason. Uh, you know, so so now I just combine um, the session. You know, and we'll do a little Pilates work, show people um, how their bodies, how quickly the muscles can adapt to movement in a, in a certain form that supports their skeletal structure and allows them to move freely without pain. Hmm. And then the um, the acupuncture as the second part of the session right. actually transforms and, and uh, uses the energy in the body internally to kind of make a connection mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is like uh, flipping a light switch. Mm. So the currency or electricity is always there in the house. And we look at our bodies as houses. Right. What uh, We are basically an elder, elderly patient of mine told me in the early 90s, ah, this makes sense because all we are is some plumbing and a little electricity. <laughs> <laughs> that has always stuck with me. <laughs> so, yeah. It's it's interesting when you view the body as a house, you know, have, have a good foundation and the structure will support itself. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So making the connection between Pilates and, and acupuncture, somewhat like flipping the switch on the wall, you know, it, it's the currency is there. We yes. just have to activate it. Yes, yes. That's basically what the needles do. They activate the, our body's own energy. Interesting. It's, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, I've always loved acupuncture. It's such a powerful form, and and uh, uh, the combination of two therapies is brilliant. Yeah. Just brilliant. Yeah. And then, of course, you also integrate your herbology, right? Your herbal mm-hmm. side. Correct. Correct. So, and uh, food therapy. As a matter of fact, there's one school of thought with uh, Chinese medicine because. Like in the martial arts, there's Aikido, Jiu-Jitsu, Karate, all the different forms. There are different forms of medicine. Yes. And Chinese medicine to be practiced. So um, one uh, school of thought has food therapy as the high, one of the higher forms of therapy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Beginning with um, your own meditation or your own practice. Of meditation and then moving meditation, moving the body through movements. So Pilates, yoga, they're movement forms of meditation. Yes, yes. So, yeah. And as you know, and in Tai Chi and, and those type of uh, martial arts uh, based exercises, it, it's a way of generating the body's energy or chi to and itself. That's why it appears that Tai Chi is a very slow movement and you're just floating your arm through the air or whatever, but actually the chi of the body is generating the arm to extend and curl and go through the, the um, usually 108 or more movements. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that because of the different styles of Tai Chi, which mm-hmm. I, I was always led to believe that the Tai Chi, you know, being, the layman I am, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> forever student. Um, yeah. I had always watched, of course, the the slow form, which is the young style. Mm-hmm. And I used to go, wow, like, yeah, I, yeah th- not easy to do. It's like, it, no. it's like exercising. I always tell people, 
the slower you do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> the right, more intense right. it is. Do that right. push-up just at half speed. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Let's see how those arms shake. You know? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And I then, you know. People would go, uh, I'm shaking, I'm shaking. You right, know? right. It's like. I'll- working. Yes, you're finally engaging, right? It's not that pumping style at all. Um, But there's also that spectacular other form of Tai Chi, which is called the Chen style, which is very martial. And and I did go into that uh, quite in depth. Yes, knowing you, that suits you. (laughs) Pardon me? Knowing you, that suits you. Yeah, Yeah. it was like that that incredible explosion of energies each time was magnificent and how how the it would be the the fast and then the slow and then you know it's almost like this this ebb and flow of of exactly. movement that was right. so magnificent right right and so, when one just leads into the other it's kind of the way the yin yang symbol that's yes. usually seen in red and black transforms itself you know yes yeah. The energy, as, as if you imagine that symbol uh, as a pendant in your hand, and you were turning it like a prism, looking at different areas of it, it, it really symbolizes how energy transforms itself. So it's like the movement into one of those very strong, explosive movements, yes, and then slowing down to release the energy a different way. Yes, yes. It's, yeah. it's so magnificent. It's a built up and a release of energy. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Now, now, do you um, do you have do you feel that there are moments of that in your integration of the Pilates with the acupuncture? Like, Absolutely. do you feel like there there is that that yin yang, which is the mm-hmm. balance where you can feel the the individual getting that burst, right, right, and being exactly. able to release it. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So what happened, uh, for instance, yesterday with a sciatica and uh, back pain history, uh, this, this person presented and I actually started them out uh, on, on one of the machines. Uh, actually, I started them out with some mat work, just kind of to activate and waken up the muscles that were opposite where his problem was. Uh-huh. So, so he had the sciatica down the back of the leg, the, the thigh, and so we worked the front and the inner muscles, the adductor muscles, using a ball, squeezing a ball. Ah. Yeah. And then I put him on the reformer machine, and with his feet on the bar, the pushouts that were the back of the leg gently, mm-hmm. yeah, engaging the area that was um, being an issue for him. And um, inadvertently, the muscle um, lengthening and contraction on the front just from the movement yes, also help, you know, to engage that part. So it's a matter of working up, um, working with the nerves to awaken them mm-hmm. that uh, we're doing something here that is a, a correct movement for the body. So making sure his alignment was set right. so that his nervous system could receive correct signals. Mm, mm. Okay. So from there, we moved into um, another machine that actually engaged his upper body. And you would think, okay, so if my leg and my glute is the problem, my uh, where the sciatica is located in the very lower back, 
in the butt muscle right, and down the thigh. Why are you with my arms <laughs> up at the top? Okay. <laughs> well, kind of all connected. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So what happens is the muscle that wings out, you'll see it on bodybuilders a lot, on their backs, and yes. goes up to the crease in the back of their arm at the shoulder mm-hmm. area, the latissimus muscle, um, it attaches in the armpit. So it starts in the lower back. So in order to have it correctly supporting where his back was weakened, right, uh, and, and the sciatica muscle was, was being impinged on, so we supported it above it and below it. So you can see from that illustration how this group of muscles starting in the lower back in the white part, and then they turn red and go up toward the arm. It attaches right there in the armpit. But you can see how far down that goes. Oh, yeah, all the way down to the hip? Yes, past Uh, the pack, actually. Past past the Mm hip, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so right at the... um, um, area right it all goes uh diagonally in toward the spine oh hence why with sciatica it affects mm-hmm. the thigh because that yeah. that white part that yeah. we're seeing actually wraps around towards the front or the sides right it, it sciatica you can experience it will wrap around all the way to the front sometimes right, on people right. yeah yeah and with that um illustration if you'll go back to the front section of that um, another type of technique that I incorporated moving down to just below the waist and the thigh there, um, you'll see a muscle group coming um, up toward the groin mm-hmm. muscle yep. and disappearing into the white. Yep. That, uh, there's a muscle there called the psoas muscle, and it's responsible for letting us bend forward or uh-huh. pick the leg up at the hip. Uh-huh. So, Yes, so uh, it actually moves or traverses back toward the spine once it goes inside the pelvis. And the white areas, you see there are bone, indicate bone. Mm. So it goes under the bone and back towards the spine. It just and attaches right in this area above uh, the, the white bone that you're seeing here on the sides. Right. Yeah, so it attaches right into the spine in the center. And, you know, you you think of it like um, um, a rubber band that you have attached to something on one end. Mm -hmm. You can move it, you know, and and hold it or or do attach it somewhere else with the other end. So if you pull one side of that circle of the rubber band. Right something's going to happen, you know, with the two ends that are attached. Yeah. So there's going to be a, more of a pull uh-huh. in one direction or the other there. And the same with the body. So with with the um, back being his issue, the lower back and, and sciatica nerve, the psoas muscle on the front is not letting him reposition himself or position himself properly so tight. Right. That he's doubled over forward. Aha. Uh-huh. And by releasing the psoas muscle in the front through just a massage technique or using pressure there, acupressure, 
it allowed those muscle fibers to relax enough for him to become upright. And that, a lot of times, is what generates the pain for mm-hmm. most cases like that. Um, so in, in the lower back. But by releasing that pressure, the lower back also relaxes, and that muscle presses less on the nerve, on the sciatic nerve itself. Mm, mm, mm. So the shooting pain down the leg subsides, and just being able to demonstrate to them how quickly, you know, uh, a condition like that can turn around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, And then what to do once you leave and go back to work, you know? to be able to maintain the progress and move throughout your work life and your daily life in a way so that it doesn't cause the aggravation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the nerve and, and muscle areas time to remember what they're supposed to be doing and, and the nerve itself can heal. Right, right. And, yeah. and I, I, because of course we see uh, a lot of these ailments in people who are aging, you know, mm-hmm. A example, my 87-year-old mother, you know, she's mm-hmm. come down with uh, the sciatic pain. Mm-hmm. And I know that the acupuncture relieves it amazingly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, though she does her her yoga and mm-hmm. and her seniors yoga and things like that, it's yeah. still, I can still see through the walking and how they hold their body, you know, they're, they're more mm-hmm. slouched over. And, right. you know, right. because of all that, everything begins to sort of cave in a little bit right right. so it's it's what what i'm hearing you say it's about lengthening everything back up again Mm -hmm. opening it back up giving it the space giving it this proper space yes yes balancing Mm, balancing Balancing the muscle um movement and the the tension of the fibers front back you know when, when you address it from um a quote unquote holistic way or using the whole to redistribute um, energy and 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 reset muscle balance, then the long term effects and the overall effectiveness of a treatment is is increased highly. I think mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. been my experience, and the, uh, within a short period of time. As uh, but the the individuals need to keep up. Yes, mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. course, all the homework basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? The thing about Pilates is, is it becomes almost a habit to do it. Mm. And when you find yourself uh, in positions where you, you can notice, uh, oh, yeah, that injury is beginning to feel like it's coming back or activate, you know, or, or I aggravated this or that, correcting your posture actually will <laughs> help to reduce that, if not alleviate it. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. We're all like sitting so much that everything mm-hmm. hunches over. And right. <laughs> right. Correcting, correcting your posture. And again, like you say, opening, letting the energy flow, letting the muscles relax. Yeah, right. Because once we're slouched over, we're pulling muscles in the back and contracting them in the front right. to hold that position. And day after day, year after year of, of you know, just kind of walking around relaxed like that. It's supposedly relaxed, but actually we find that it ends up 
not being so relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) A little stressed on the whole structure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know what else? I remember it. um, I like to illustrate it to people sometimes too, as if you were putting a shirt on a hanger and you put only one sleeve on there. (laughs) You know what the hanger's going to do? Right. So that's how we walk around. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kind of seen those people walk around like that too. (laughs) No, either front, back, side, head tilted, you know, shoulder drops, whatever. It it creates an imbalance over a period of time. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, so Beverly, uh, are there certain... I mean, now that you've worked uh, with people combining these modalities, there's actually really three modalities that you're combining, Mm -hmm. four modalities, really, you know, uh, nutrition and herbs and acupuncture and Pilates, the physical. Um, Do you feel that there is uh, uh, a certain, uh, a specific ailments that this works extremely well for and uh, certain ones that, take a little more time and patience? Yes. Um, combining it seems to shorten the recovery time for almost everything that you deal with that's muscular skeletal based. Mm-hmm. Um, internal organ issues also benefit uh, because the energy in the body is restoring, constantly regenerating as you're working with people. Um, the The generalization that something works for everybody is is kind of you know not it applies here as well as in other areas of life there's nothing that's a silver bullet for everybody mm-hmm. but it's um it, it's so amazing to see so many people respond um to either one or more of the modalities that it's very encouraging and you know, it's why you keep doing it. Um, I remember some statistic when I was in the acupuncture program, uh, based on Chinese studies that there was about 2% of the population that didn't respond to acupuncture. Hmm. So, um, I haven't come across the 2% in my training or, or, or experience. But, you you know, sometimes it's, it's a matter of there's so many tools in the toolbox when you, when you look at Chinese medicine overall and not just isolate acupuncture, that there's always some way to apply food therapy, um, the, the, the arts, the movement arts, Pilates, yoga, Tai Chi, Qigong, um, and herbs as as well as a lot of my um, corrective recommendations are food based. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, there's a way to get a response. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just patience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Patience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I seem to always um, gravitate toward. Uh, systems and, and techniques and procedures that will cut that amount of time down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think probably because I worked for a number of years in the workers' comp system, so 
you had to get people back to work within a reasonable amount of time. Right. Right. So we're generally a course of acupuncture treatments would be 10 treatments. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to see people improve and generally they do with, with just about every kind of musculoskeletal issue by the fourth treatment, somewhere mm-hmm. between the fourth and sixth treatment, there's considerable progress. Um, you know, like in the case of the Example, I spoke about that we started out with the Pilates session yesterday and moved into the acupuncture treatment. Um, that was his third treatment. Wow. So, and, and actually, after his second one, he, he's not complaining of pain anymore. So now mm-hmm. we're just correcting, build, building on that. Right. So but generally in the workers' comp system, within four to six treatments, I, I prefer to see uh, a level of progress in the say sixty-five to eighty percent range, mm-hmm. and uh, then during that time, they've usually had their uh, workload or, or their daily uh, work assignments reduced, and so now they can start to incorporate things again that are are the usual work pattern for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if any of those things in, increase uh, the symptoms or aggravate it, somewhere between the sixth, eighth, or sixth to tenth treatments, we got rid of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that, you know, by ten treatments or, or less, they were back fully at work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I, you know, I just kind of tend to, to gravitate toward seeing that kind of a uh, turnaround. Fantastic. Yeah. That's very exciting. So, and then people, you know, they, they kind of remember that when, when those kinds of issues come up again or when uh, something else come up, comes up, they'll, they'll call and ask, uh, will it help with this? Or will it help with that? Or sometimes while they're there, you know, they know they have other things sure. going on in their lives, you know, and, and with their health and they'll mention it you know, at that time. And, and generally we can incorporate that into treatment too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's no. this, this person actually was a referral from someone that I treated over 15 years ago. Wow. No, and, that was before your Pilates integration. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, she, she, I, you treat people sometimes and things work out for them in two or three treatments and you, realize that because they don't pick up the phone and say, Hey, I'm fine now. <laughs> their lives, which is what you you're doing here so that they can do that return to, you know, everyday life. But, um, uh, she evidently had a successful treatment and that's why she referred this person this week, you know, 15 years later, it's like, uh, a name flashes out of the past. <laughs> oh, yeah, how is she? Uh, oh no, she said that worked fine. Never had it again. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be nice if you could hear about it, right? Uh, yeah, but you know, hey, yeah. that's okay too. But years later, you know, so that that was very interesting. Uh, yes, you know. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so Beverly, uh, as we come to the top of our hour here, what mm-hmm. if I mean? You are one of the few, you are the only person that I know that integrates these modalities together. 
um, at this point in time. I, I, I don't, I've heard of people integrating like yoga therapy with acupuncture, you know, with Ayurvedic uh, sciences and, you know, Mm -hmm. ways of eating and, Mm -hmm. but as far as Pilates and acupuncture, it's, you know, Pilates is, there's been around for a long time. It's not been kind of really brought out to the public except for the last 10 years. To yeah, be honest, right? I mean, it's like right. it's like yoga. It's been there for centuries, and it's right. kind of been here, but not been here, you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. so you're sort of the first that I know of that has integrated all these modality, these modalities, these specific mm-hmm. modalities. Mm-hmm. What if, for example, I had an ailment, um, but because you're like the only one, and you're all the way down in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> what would you suggest that I would do? What would you suggest people do? Would you suggest that they go see an acupuncturist, have work done, and then go directly into a Pilates a studio? studio? And again, it's back to, you know, there's yoga and then there's yoga therapists. Mm-hmm. See, right, exactly. I'm seeing you now because of what you're doing. You're a Pilates therapist correct? as yeah. opposed to some of your colleagues that are Pilates. Right, right. You see, there is yeah. a very clear distinction there for sure, me, for me as a layman outside. And and that's the great message that your public should be aware of, that there is a distinction between uh, being able to join a class and do some moves on the machines um, and being able to uh, actually benefit with rehabilitation and progress even as a healthy individual progress to a level of uh, Pilates training that accomplishes what your goals are, maybe. Um, it, it, it's different. It's like uh, if you want to just bend your elbow, bend your arm at the elbow, and back and forth, stretch it out, bend it, stretch it out, bend it. That's, um, you know, this is a generalization indeed, but that's kind of the benefit of some forms of Pilates or yoga or any exercise. Mm -hmm. You're not really engaging the muscles required to produce the results you're looking for. Right. In a way that produces those results. Yeah. So it's fine art actually. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, uh, so, so, so what would they do? (laughs) I mean, so what, what would a, a therapeutic approach be? As yeah, opposed, like so, if people are in, interested in combining the two, mm-hmm. the two modalities, how yes. would you suggest they go about this? First of all, um, make some calls or go on the recommendation of someone who's actually seen a result for an injury or ailment with either an acupuncturist or a Pilates instructor or whoever you're going to make sure that, you know, the the person has the required credentials, number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, ask them, call an interview on the phone. They'll, they'll, you know, be happy to inform you what success and and similar kinds of conditions they've worked with before. Right. Right. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. so that'd be your uh, most successful way of getting the kind of, sessions and, and results that you're looking for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Beverly. I mean, this has definitely been very, very, uh, a full hour of education on how this all, yeah. you know, you know, the knee bones connected to that. You know? 
Yes. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> that and, old song proved true. <laughs> yeah, and 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 really, um, how you're able to establish, you know, even the work with cancer patients and and people with other sorts of ailments, because you know, the more and more that that we do these shows and we do interview the specialists, such as yourself and others, other doctors, it's always about that that holistic mm-hmm. living that you have come into from being the imbalanced individual into a very holistic world and into a very holistic way of life. And now choosing to share that with other people, Yes, which is wonderful. Yeah. I found that's what drives most people who are some sort of a a wellness practitioner, especially is other than a childhood of being trained like you are in the martial arts starting at about six. The same thing happens with uh, traditionally in cultures with people who are trained as herbalists or um, um, acupuncturists or the martial arts, they follow them, you know, from a very young age. In the West here, we decide what we want to be or do when we grow up and graduate high school, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's happening earlier and earlier. People are preparing more and more for it. So, yeah. 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 Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Beverly. I know that you have clients waiting for you as well. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes. yeah. This was fun. So we have to get you back. And and I just thought of uh, it would be so wonderful to have you with a few other specialists in yeah. the Pilates area and possibly the acupuncture area to have a discussion, a, a broader discussion about what it is you're doing. Okay. And yeah. one day maybe we can set up and do a video demo or there are lots of options. Uh, that, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I think that would be really nice because, you know, it's new mm-hmm. and yeah. it's, um, it's a takeaway when people understand it better, you mm-hmm. know, they want to take away the pain, but there's a lot of fear behind it. Right. And there's a lot of fear in many levels, you know, yeah. sometimes yeah. it's monetarily, sometimes it's just a, a not knowing what they don't know, you know, and a fear that's, of needles and, you know, there, there's so much out there. We're in such a fear-based society and I know. Th- that yeah. would be a great idea to actually, yeah. you know, film you doing a, a full-on session. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. make sure I have an ailment and I'll come down I'll that be your... There. <laughs> oh, you'll be my guinea pig. I'll be your pupil. Oh, I'll be your... We really want to see yeah. <laughs> things we can make happen here. There you go. Yeah. Thank you so much, Beverly. Really a pleasure having you back on... Um, on uh, at Yoga Hub and yes. finally on YHTV. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it again. Yes. And of course, we would like to thank Segovia Smith and the Yoga Hub team for making this possible for us. And to each and every one of you for joining us in this new platform of education and information. We're grateful for your continuous support and look forward to hearing your feedback on how we can serve you better. We invite you to join us live on Tuesdays for Magical Medical Tour at 10.30 a.m. Pacific, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, Wednesdays for Trinity of Life at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, followed every other week with Flowing into Awareness with Anatara. I'd like to remind you that you can connect with Beverly Driver at beverlydriver.com, beverlydriver.com. Contact her and have a session or two. Again, we're always grateful for your feedback. Give us a call. We'd love to hear comments and suggestions of other uh, uh, possibilities of people we could interview or interviewing you. Give us a call at 818-LET'S-TALK. 818-LET'S-TALK. Until next time, namaste. 
YHTV's Trinity of Life. Come join me, Christina Suzama, as I journey to find the many modalities that support individuals, from children to adults to elders, with topics ranging from health and wellness, meditation, and inspirational stories. I invite you to visit yogahub.tv every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern.